0: Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Before we dive into today's episode, many of you know we are facing incredible censorship. If you appreciate this show and content, please go over to mattbelair.com and sign up for the email list to stay in touch. Join the membership for exclusive content. Consider becoming a patron. Share the content and consider taking the kindness challenge and doing three kind acts a day for a week. Now, let's get into tonight's show. Today's guest is on a mission to help empower others through his experiences and knowledge with physical fitness, Pilates, nutrition, and his personal spiritual journey. He is sharing his journey of being a professional skateboarder, father, and friend who has experienced success at an early age, many setbacks, hospitals, institutions, broken limbs, and near death experiences coming full circle to make him the person he is today. Welcome to the show, Brandon Turner. Yo, yo, what's good? How you doing? i uh, doing great, man. It's so awesome to have you on the show. I, I was going to say to everybody, man, it's like, it's it's cool to know that we're becoming fast friends because, uh, you know, as a young skateboarder growing up, I, I saw you, man. You were you're such an amazing skater. And I reach out on LinkedIn and I find out you're doing all this amazing stuff. I had no idea you know, your story, and I and I got into it, I think it was a Transworld article, and I was like, holy shit, like, this guy has gone through a lot, so, you know, to be connected, and to hear um, everything you've gone through, but also where you're directing that, and all the amazing stuff you're up to, I'm so uh, honored to have you on the show, and to be able to share it with my audience.
1: Yes, thank you for having me, you know, I really appreciate it, I think it was a, it was a Thrasher article, you might have seen, yeah, oh, man.
0: Yeah, so you outlined a little bit of, of what you went through. So for, for my audience, like, just give them a little bit of background on on who you are and your story. Well,
1: you know, um, I was a, you know, a professional skateboarder at a young age, amateur, and um, traveled the world, was a part of the the best team, you know, um, at the time. Shorty Skateboard, iconic skate team, you know, started many trends, many, many, many da- Lots of diversity, um, traveling the world, video projects and, um, and everything, you know, and, uh, from there, you know, I, um, you know, with, with all that success comes with the lifestyle and traveling and everything. And then, um, you know, uh, uh, partying was a part of it. So we, you know, that ended up after time with everybody, you know, you do too much of it and it consumes you. And, um, with, with, with that and being, a uh, a young dad and stuff and going through that, I started, um, you know, getting myself in trouble, um, you know, multiple DUIs, gun charges, um, drug charges. And, um, eventually, you know, I was on probation forever and eventually, um, they caught, it caught up with me and I ended up doing some real time in prison and stuff. And that's when, um, my life started to turn, but even with everything that I've been through and then before that, with uh, partying and everything and everything I've been through was, uh, you know, I was running from the cops and jumped off of a 50 foot bridge, like um, running from them and broke my leg. And then a year later after that, uh, I was at a con or I was at a party again. and ended up getting ran over by someone in the party and uh, breaking my other leg and getting put on life support. And uh, even with all that, and then that was, um, that was like when I was younger and then I just kept, kept the party going, you know, and um, fortunately I was able to maintain my career and, and, and performing, even, even being, you know, out of my mind and, you know, it was just part of the lifestyle and everything. And I wasn't really in tune to what I was doing even after that in prison and everything, it was just like starting to hit me that I might've had a problem or something that was um inside of me maybe that I wasn't like integrating you know and that's exactly what it was and that's a uh, part of my journey just like there's a lot more that that's in there but that's like the lump sum of like the, the the highlights of my downfalls you know and uh in between with all that was just you know little you know jail stints here and there you know like a couple months four months here there you know I was in, in and out of jail and then you know, eventually went to prison and then, um, you know, it started, uh, it, that started opening up my eyes to what, not only what was really going on in society, but what was really going on with myself as well.
0: Holy smokes, man. Well, I knew a little bit about that, but I didn't know, I didn't know all the details. That's super intense. I can't believe you didn't,
1: you say it was 50 foot, 50 foot bridge. Yeah, it was a 50 foot bridge. What happened was, um, we were, I was already, I was already on probation for, um for some other stuff. So I had a curfew and I was out past curfew partying and the cops came up and I ran onto the bridge and then they they were coming up the bridge and then I was like, okay, they can't make a U-turn on the bridge if I hop over the center divider and run down the other side. But me being intoxicated, I ran across and hopped over the center center divider and didn't realize that the uh the bridges were split. So um it was, uh, yeah, that, in that moment in time when that happened, when I hopped over, I remember that's the first time that my life, like, flashed before my eyes. Like, everything that they say that, um, you know, everything you, every y- your whole life, I remember just thinking when I jumped over, like, I just got here. You know, I just got here and it's already over. You know, and then what was really bothering me is, like, that nobody would know the truth of what really happened like oh they you know they would think that I just jumped off and killed myself or something so that bothered me knowing that it was over with and that nobody would know the truth you know
0: holy crap man what would you talk about a few uh, near-death experiences was there was there something else that that happened because I've had them as well and I and I'm curious also was that the turning point where you're like okay you know something's off here Um, you know, I'm going to kind of switch my focus or I got to go a little bit deeper to figure out what the hell is going on uh, with my life and what I'm doing.
1: No, not at all because I was young and um, I was hard-headed and I was, I had the reason why I was so successful in skateboarding is because um, I felt like that nobody can tell me what not to do. If Someone said, oh, you can't do that or it doesn't work like that. I always wanted to prove someone wrong. So, when it came to that realization, I was just focused on healing to get better to skate again. I thought it had nothing to do with what was going on with me internally. So it didn't, the, that never clicked. It never clicked that I had a problem. You know, people have said something, well, maybe you have a problem with like alcohol or something. You, you have DUIs, stuff, this stuff keeps on happening. I'm like, no, I always had excuses like, oh, it's. It was because of this, or it was because of that, and if this would have happened different, then that wouldn't have happened you know yeah, how How old were you at the time there um seventeen and eighteen years old, those it. are like the most traumatic events, but all through like my life, it's always been like something some some sort of like drama, you know
0: yeah and so do you remember when your your turning point was because now you're you're helping people with addictions you're you're doing a lot of great things now like you're back on the skateboard um the skaters you know unless you're a skater you won't know this but you basically just came back um on fire like switch hard flipping two famous spots like they're massive and we're about i think we're the same age or you're 36 or 7 i'm 38 you're 38 yeah so we're pretty close to the same age and you know i i was a good skater when i was younger but Definitely not not near yeah. the level you were, but even mm-hmm. now, if I'm kind of pushing it a little bit, I feel it in the body. So to come back and and you know do things that are literally massive, it's it's incredibly impressive. And so you're on the other side of like addiction, but also now focusing on helping other people with recovery and, and doing all kinds of amazing stuff. So talk a
1: little bit about that. Well, I just, uh, I realized that, you know, a a lot of things I was doing before was to, you know, make a point and it was all for self-personal gain and of course goals, which is good and everything, but it just got to the point to where it consumed me so much that I was self-destructing, obviously, and I obviously had deeper issues because that's why I was using alcohol as a symptom to mask it, so I didn't know this I actually had to you know do deep work with myself to to realize that I even had a a problem you know and that the alcohol is just a symptom 30% of it and the other 70% is you know the reason why you do stuff I mean from my experience what what you know I see in other people and stuff so you know I had uh my realization like my real spiritual awakening, I think, I mean, I was always in in tune spiritually. I felt like, you know, I was always willing to try new things. I always felt something inside of me, some sort of power, and it came through skateboarding, you know? But I just, like, focused on that, and that's why I was so successful. But there was a time in, you know, about four years ago and where I just, like, looked in the mirror one time before going out, you know, to party, obviously, or do whatever, and obviously I was, like, probably intoxicated you know and I I looked in the mirror and I my my cousin overdosed you know he thought you know he overdosed over you know fentanyl and we were really close and stuff and um it it made me realize I was just like if I keep on the same reservations with my life doing the same things I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it and this is how I'm gonna go out and it was a realization that I seen like, I felt so good because of intoxicated. I felt the best I've ever felt, but something was off. I'm like, oh, I can literally die right now, you know? And it would, and me being intoxicated or whatever, I'm like, that's all I'll be remembered for if it happens this way. And just like selfishly and, you know, legacy purposes and all the hard work I put in, it wasn't worth it for me. So I just like, you know, I, I just like ask God, I'm like, hey, let me get through this you know one night and let me um and I'm done and it had to be my decision you know to to make that choice you know and then from there you know I've always uh, been recommended to get a a sponsor with uh the 12 steps say so AA and stuff and I'm sure you know everyone's familiar with that but for me I I had too much ego at the time for that I didn't feel like somebody I've had mentors, skateboard mentors all through my life and stuff. But as far as like me personally, I felt that I was so unique that nobody has been through what I've been through and everybody has their own individual, you know, you know, individual story and everybody's story is different, but I, I felt that nobody could relate with me with what I've been through and the pain that I've been through and everything, you know, that I've, accomplished or not and just like it's just a bunch of i i i i and what i realize now is just like when you start saying like oh i'm doing this and i'm doing so much and you're you're you got to get out of yourself you know so i eventually took the suggestion to uh get a sponsor Find i was going to meetings and i was looking for someone who was cool enough to sponsor me you know and uh it's uh and that's how I felt all the time and I found someone and um someone who really really you know helped me and he took me through the steps and not the traditional AA way but it's called BBA and it's called Big Book Awareness and it's its own it's its own uh it's AA but it's more thorough it's more it's like we're transcribing it's really about integrating yourself and getting into the deep issues of you know why why you're uh Acting in insanity, you know, doing the same things over and over, expecting a different result. So, even when I was doing the steps, and you know, they have the t- they have the twelve steps for you know regular you know sober people too. It's just a program, and I've I've always thought a program was like an institution, like a rehab or whatever. But even if you are in, no matter what setting you're in, the program isn't a place. The program's in your mind, and it's just upgrading it, like you know, kind of like you had an old way old way of thinking. It's kind of like having an old computer. If you have the 2009 MacBook and your program isn't working, it's you have to upgrade. So I look at my life in that way. Like we have this amazing connection and with with all of our, with, with all of our, you know, loved ones and friends and all of us in the world that, you know, we constantly have to learn and help each other and constantly upgrade so through the steps even when i was doing the steps i'm like i'm just gonna do this just because everyone keeps me to do keeps telling me to do it i'm just gonna do it to shut them up but by the time i got to uh by the time i got to my inventory step my sponsor was uh told me that hey you know when you start going through your inventory and and stuff like that you're gonna feel different and stuff and i'm gonna give you some tools that you can go through it and i'm like yeah, whatever. But when I started doing this inventory step, really looking at myself and looking at my fears and and my resentments and, you know, sex inventory and all this, it really made me look at myself and realize that all the problems in my life mainly were my own fault. Because you take yourself out of the equation, it wouldn't exist, you know? So, yeah, man. Uh, keep
0: keep going
1: no so with that um and part of the program is with a uh, service you know it's unity recovery and service and you have you know your higher power god at the top it's like the triangle of trust you know and it's about it's really about you know giving that power back through your experiences and anyone who's in like you know the program of AA or bba that's where the real power is is like it's uh those it, it's relating to people in life who feel like they don't have no connection, they don't feel like anyone feels their pain, and when it's something like um alcohol or drugs and everything, everyone feels the same. you know what i mean it's It's like going through the same thing, you're always getting surprised like oh whoa i I thought I only thought that way. I thought I only you know and then so it's community, and it really it's with with helping people, it gives you the power and reminds you of where you're at so and you get to help people through your experience so that's that's like uh my foundation
0: wow well man i really appreciate you sharing all that you know um for me my mom struggled with alcohol my aunt as well and they will talk about it and and um you know there's definitely other family members that uh struggle with that coming up from newfoundland canada you know it's like it was a different life back then some of the stories my mom has is are insane. And we probably wouldn't even be here if she didn't sober up and figure things out. But one of the things she told me was like, she had to come to the realization that she had to stop this, like nobody could do it for. Her. And then moving into AA, it's like a support system. And I'm just curious, from your perspective, the importance of the community aspect of that in the program of just like say, okay, I'm going to go do this. This is a program that's set up. And also the distinction between BBA. Can you talk about that a little?
1: Yeah, it's a big book awareness. It's just a different, a more thorough approach to the AA steps, like for someone who's hard headed like me and doesn't want to listen to anybody. And I got to smack my head like a (laughs) hundred times before I even start to think any way different, you know? So it's like, uh, that it was really good for me because it was a lot of work. It was, uh, it's like transcribing the, the, the big, the big book, you know, of AA and it's, uh, it's relating the stories and stuff to yourself. So instead of like, um, they, you know, instead of they do this, you know, it's like, do I do this? Does this relate to me? Does, how do I feel when this happens? You know, like it's, it's, it's really, it's coding. You know what I mean? It's uh, that's how, I, that's what I broke it down to what it is. I'm like, Oh, cause it seems so tedious to uh, cross out words and make it, pertain to yourself but what it's really doing is it's it's coding your brain so you can remember and just like we're talking now i didn't ever think i would have you know be able to speak on the knowledge of whatever i'm doing you know just because i'm like i'm not i don't i'm not a speaker i don't do that or whatever but it was literally coding because i found myself like giving like talks and stuff and everything and it's like you have the power to actually pull you know, the ether into yourself and the, and with true faith and love and support, it, it automatically comes to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. I I absolutely agree. It's, it's a
0: hundred percent coding, you know, like our, our minds are literally the software and we can use our consciousness to upgrade it. And that's why I think we have free will here because we don't always get to choose what happens, right? It's like when you were and actually, tell me if you think this is accurate. This is one of my theories. But like when you're mm-hmm. younger and you're going about your your life, it was a little bit like on the unconscious path where you're like you're just doing things and kind of reacting. And and now on this, this path, it's like you're a little bit more cognizant and deliberate. You're like, oh, you know, like I can – control my feelings a little bit I can control my uh, future a little bit like I can influence my reality but on the other side is it a little bit more random where like you're hard-headed but it's not as uh, direct an energy
1: yeah exactly you know when you're younger you're just kind of it's I feel like for me some people are more tuned than anything it was uh, just all ego-based I'm like I'm this way and I'm going to stick to it these are my beliefs this is how it is and I had to, it was really a lot of work to have an open mind to different beliefs and different concepts, and I really had to like, you know, sit down and study and just start reading and stuff because I wasn't reading a lot and everything every once in a while, but now, you know, that's that's part of my practice and part of my, you know, mission is to learn as much as I can so I can I can actually have some some data or some experience even if I don't have it personally so I can share with someone like hey you know well you can think of it this way or that way or you know everything is perception things don't necessarily happen to you they happen for you you know everything you know nothing is a coincidence it's like looking at the learning experience and everything that happens to you like instead of looking at Something in a negative way, like there's always a lesson in everything. Like, what could you learn from this? You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how you've transitioned from this, I think, is amazing. Um, I love for you to talk about the um the healthy life recovery and what you're doing there. And you also have um a clothing company called Gift, which I think is amazing. Um, and that's one of my things with skateboarding and snowboarding. I remember <laughs> going through, and it was always, you know, this this such a hardcore. Um, element to it. And I think when you're young, that that's good. You know what I mean? This is like, well, that's good. It's exciting. It's like the alcohol and the parties and all these different things. And, and I always kind of thought of uh, snowboarding and skateboarding like a sport because I had a martial arts background and a martial yeah. arts is a little bit of a, uh, you know, there's mastery to it. There's, um, you know, power in it, right. And there's discipline and these, these masters that can do this amazing things. And I feel like, you know I lo- I love getting in the arguments with my friend and uh, friends and saying you know what's the most difficult sport in the world and every time when I think about it I'm like I can't think of anything that takes more skill than skateboarding um mm-hmm. when you take in the skill side the mental side and what all the elements of what's happening it's the most skilled um I feel in the world oh did I lose you okay good i thought i lost, I- I lost you So um you know, so when I look at it from like that standpoint, I always, I always find it incredibly impressive, and even more so that the culture of it. They're not training in the same way you would a martial arts, right? It's got it got a little bit of a culture to it. So I'd love for you to speak a little bit about your your transition, uh, the healthy life recovery, and what you're doing there, and like how you're aiming your efforts now. Because I think they're all really inspiring.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, with Healthy Life Recovery, I partnered with them and uh, started a skateboard program because um, I just feel like skateboarding is um, therapy to me. And I felt like it can be helpful for any individual who's interested in ha- and has an open mind to try it. You know, it's freedom. It's It integrates the whole body and mind. It makes you focus. It's uh And I agree with you. I mean, I played sports and done everything. And I just don't think it's an argument that I know skateboarding is the, the hardest thing in the world. You know what I mean? Because it's infinite. You, there's nothing, there's not, there's not a trick that till the end of the time, you'll never be able to do every single trick and no one will ever be able to, you know? And the, the progression is limitless. Like you can't, you can't do it. And, you know, other people can go pick up and shoot a basketball or anything, but, or throw a football or hit tennis or whatever, you know, even, even as an amateur or a beginner, but skateboard, you can't do, you can't put someone who's never rode a skateboard in and do even a basic trick, you know? So it's really, it's, it's really crazy with that. So I just wanted to, I wanted to give, uh, people through, like, so me being a professional skateboarder, I wanted to be able to connect with people who were struggling with addiction and mental issues and give them and, and show them my lifestyle with how I live, not just the skateboarding aspect, but, you know, uh, uh, picking them up in the van, you know, get, getting a little daily check-in having that community, uh, going out to eat, going to the skate park, bumping some music, you know, uh, encouragement, hyping, hyping, um, hyping each other up to progress. And and just everything that goes along with skateboarding and the actual act of skateboarding goes in so much more. It's community, it's love, it's trust because when you're out there skating with someone and you fall and you hurt yourself and then you have the people you're skating with there to take care of you, that's powerful, you know? And even if it is in kind of a, you know, a, a weird loving way, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you fall and you fall really hard and your friend's like, are you you okay? And then you're like, you kind of get mad. Like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, what do you mean am I, uh, am I okay? You know, you, 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 you get mad because you're actually hurt <laughs> and be like, dude, did you just see me fall? You really need to ask if I'm okay? Like. I fell on a hand roll down some stairs. I'm definitely not okay, you know. <laughs> so it's just like it's the it's the whole community, and it's just like um, you know a lot of people in my program. You know, gir- uh, women and men say, you know, I never thought I would be able to skateboard and stuff. And we got we got an amazing program. I take them out like two times a week. You know, we go we go out to eat different place I'm vegetarian I get I, sh- I show them my lifestyle but like what I eat how I eat and um, leave the option open for them too and um, got a amazing support system from the skateboard community you know like this is like you're gonna get the treatment I get you're gonna get free clothes you're gonna get you know I got boards set up for you you know you got transportation Everything's taken care of for you you know so you can get the full experience of like how i live you know and then people are progressing super fast people who never stepped on a skateboard ever are progressing even faster than i was when i was younger you know so it's amazing to see that's amazing you know, I love it and I can
0: obviously relate because I love skateboarding so much. And one of the my favorite things about the skateboard culture is the community. Wherever I go, anywhere in the world, if someone's on a skateboard, you you automatically have this um, synergy and like respect. Because you, you know, at the base level, you know how darn hard it is. You know what I mean? And you know that they know a thing or two about perseverance and, and how it feels. And the, the culture is always uh, so so supportive and you have all these different styles, you know, if you go to the Vancouver skate park, I'd be like, in my mind is judging this style of the guy, like wearing funny pants. And you know, how is he, sk- I don't know. I never understand how people skate in Converse shoes. I don't know how they flip the board, you know, but you have all of these different styles, but like a mutual respect in the way that they take skateboard into their own art form is always wonderful there. It's so unique how you can do that. But again, the favorite thing is the community. You'll have, One, you'll have you there doing the hardest tricks because you're a pro skater and you're good at it. And that's, you know, how you are blessed. And everyone is always excited to watch that. And then at the same time, I remember, you know, it was a pretty similar example. It was a go skate day. And there was this um, just kid and he was just trying to ollie the smallest thing, you know, and he was trying all day and he got it. The park loses its mind. You know what I mean? The pros over here doing the hardest trick, but you can see that little support and and he was just so happy. And like, that's how I see the community, you know? And and I think it's, it's such a powerful thing. Like you said, it's, it's, uh, yeah, just that alone, you know, I think is, is super empowering for people. A lot of people don't have that kind of support in their life, you know?
1: No, absolutely. And then with skateboarding, it goes hand in hand with creativity, art, music. I mean, just like what you're saying, like the company I skate for, Skate Mafia, we started Skate Mafia because if you skate, you're part of Skate Mafia because literally I can go anywhere in the world, any state, any country, and I will have somebody there, you know, who skates, who I can call up and go stay at their house or show me skate spots or we never met before, but we're already have that connection with skateboarding, that trust, like it's like a, it's an unspoken bond and, you know, skateboarders have like certain rules and stuff. And, you know, like that's just a part of it. And with the creativity, it's just like, you know, people, different styles, you know, how they dress and people's bodies are different. So they skate different and just uh, no matter how big or how small, if I'm doing the hardest trick, trying the hardest trick and I land it, everyone goes crazy. But like you said, there can be, you know, one of my, people in my program learning how to ollie down a two stair and it's the smallest thing but they're they're trying just as hard all day and when they land it everyone just goes just as crazy so there really is no scale as far as like the compat the compatibility and the love and the support that people feel and I, I believe that no matter what anyone's interested in that everyone deserves to feel that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree and and Jordan Peterson I haven't read this yet. I need to read it. I think I read like an excerpt, excerpt of it a while ago, but uh his 12 rules for life uh, one of them is uh, don't bug kids while they're skateboarding and it's really mm-hmm. cool even when you watch a kid skate and and you can relate obviously and I can relate to like just the determination and the will and and how hard it is to do something so simple and how much determination it takes just to land a kickflip, you know, just to land a kickflip. And that skill, I think, translates to everything else. And we spoke a little bit about this before on the phone, but, you know, taking Zen Athlete, what I wanted to do learning martial arts, I didn't understand how people weren't doing that in snowboarding. I couldn't understand how they were so good and they didn't visualize their tricks. I'd be in Whistler and, you know, I'd see the biggest snowboard jumps I've ever seen in my life And I'm like, how do you do that? He's like, oh, I just go up and do it. I'm like, you're telling me that you just go, you know, 40 miles an hour at this jump and you jump in the air and do like eight spins upside down. You just, you don't think about it. I was like, that's insane. Like, what if you took in physical training and mental training and then applied that with determination, you're going to be so much better. But the nice thing is you can take this out into the world and apply it for anything. But I think one of the core elements of skateboarding and and what you alluded to before is like the ego element of if we can take these skill sets and what builds us up and makes us whole and complete and like powerful as like you know wow i could do that in a positive way what can i build in the world and then how can i share that with others because it's an amazing feeling you know that's why you want them to land the two stair you know you want them to be able to get to that next trick because you know the feeling and i feel like when we get out of this i i I, it's like it's the competition you know maybe when you're young if like they're better than me then i'm not going to get this but when you get a little bit older and say, no, there's more than enough for everybody and we want to be celebrating each other and encouraging them and, and encouraging their unique gifts to the world, however they want to express that in uh, business or in life or in entrepreneurship. If we can be that supportive and teach them to connect to their like empowerment and know that they're supported in community, they can go do it in the whole, you know, go do that and express it in the world in a way that you're like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, we're we're all for it. Like, you know, you got it.
1: Yeah, it's the best, it's the best ever, you know, just um, having support in general, everyone knows that. And I believe everyone should find out what they love and find a community within that, you know, and however, however that works for them, it's good. But hey, I, if, if anyone ever feels like they can't connect with anyone, grab a skateboard and I guarantee you'll be, you'll, we'll accept you with open arms.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, you know, on a on a side note, I thought when I surfed that the community was going to be great. Turns out, Negative. surfers surfers are the worst. Like, sorry, surfers. Yeah. But like, I was going and I was like, oh my god, it's like the least supportive community. It's because they, you know, they're in this finite world of waves. You know what I mean? Where skateboarding, I guess, you got more space. But I was yeah. like, just just the worst. It was so hard. Like each time, my beginning ones is at least there are some amazing people out there that definitely were you know, helpful and, and went above and beyond, you know what I mean? The great ones, but there's yeah. also a lot of buttheads. So just like a side note, you would actually, what do you think? You're from San Diego. Is that true or not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's territorial. You know, if you're not <laughs> a local for. and stuff, you got to pay certain respects. You got to wait. You got to just wait. You got to ask permission. You got to, you know, you can't be taking people's waves. They're not having it because yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not consistent. So, you know, Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I didn't, I didn't know, man.
0: I went in, I went in thinking it was going to be the skateboard community and it, and it definitely wasn't. Uh, Well, uh, talk a little bit about your company um, gift, your, your clothing company. What's the, when did you start doing that and what's your hope for that? And I love the intention, you know, that's what I want to see more in the skateboarding and the snowboard community, you know, just the mindset around what, you know, what the brand is and what they're putting out there
1: yeah gift you know is about you know giving back and me and my um teammate who's on shorties with me, you know another prodigy uh Sammy baptista um you know he was you know amazing young skater too just super young came up super young we've been teammates um you know all our lives you know and from like shorties and we've always uh connect stayed connected through inner in- you know injuries supporting each other through You know the up and down you know the ups and downs in life and stuff and um you know we've always been a part of these brands and stuff and 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 started brands blew up companies made people a lot of money did all that but we decided we wanted to you know show our creative side and do something a company you know for us a clothing company that we can put our creative imagination and hard work into and um and present it to the world of the you know the people who support us and who like to just wear fly gear you know so this is uh one of the one of the this is like from our fall line you know it's just a camo piece and you know simple stuff and other stuff inspired because i grew up in japan my dad was in the military so i just came out with like a collection that's like japanese inspired and stuff so and it actually, it's called the, uh, Kitana, um, collection. So it's, we got these, uh, these swishies with, the, you know, with the, with the, with the ninja blood down the side, you know, and then, you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, Japanese inspired. So it's just like, I had to do something with that. And then we got the gift in Japanese and, uh, I collaborated with, uh, you know, an artist who, um. You know, from Houston and Bow, that um, he can, he came up with a graphic for it. So, it's 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 just like with skateboarding. You know, like I mean, with skateboarding, whether people there, it's just a connection with everything, not just like with the community. I mean, just in life, because right now you can tell me, hey, I need a plumber, or I need my car fixed, or I need a realtor. Guess what? I know a A skater who's one of those you know so (laughs) yeah I got you you're hooked up you know and um, so it's just so cool being able to collaborate with with artists and you know different people walks alive and uh, collaborate ideas and I just think that's what what it's about so I think it's a long time coming and I'm excited we're doing it
0: yeah man that's awesome and I, I really hope it does well and and I'll definitely support it as much as I can I wanted you to, you touched on a little bit, you know, how did uh, Japan influence your life? Because I had a, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name right now, but, uh, oh, Nick Velasquez, he was on and he's been spending six. He he wrote a book, actually, I should send you as well on uh, sports psychology and sport mastery. That's really good. He sent it to me and um, I was curious, he's been going to japan six months out of the year for like a number of years and absolutely loves it so how did that how did that and does that influence your life
1: how what is it like there what's what's the deal everything you know i had some troubles with uh childhood my dad was in the military so he's like we're moving to japan and then at that time there's no internet so when i went over to japan you were there and you were stuck in that's it. You wanted communication with anyone. We literally had to get VHS t- uh, tapes from the news over in America to find out what, what the news was and get it, like, taped weekly and sent to us. Like, it was that insane. There was no – nothing. Like, um, I got there, and I was confused. I thought I was in China. I kept saying China. They're like, you're in Japan. I had super <laughs> – I had super bad anxiety. Nobody spoke English. I, you know, but eventually, you know, I, you know, I got found a skateboard and stuff, and uh, you know, like um, met my my brother Tomonari Hongo, who like unofficially I got adopted by a Japanese family. He was a skater. He was older than me, and he's the one who taught me how to kickflip. You know, and um, he taught me the Japanese culture and it's just like about honor and respect and like love and everything in Japan has done so much diff- differently. It was a culture shock for me because I totally had to like, let go of like who I thought I was and to learn the language and just like reboot myself into a whole new lifestyle, you know? So that was like, that was like, you know, my childhood spiritual experience most definitely. And the most, difficult like you know i was i had anxiety i you know they caught they're calling me a hypochondria (laughs)
0: wow and yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of amazing things about japan one of them for me is is wanting to go snowboarding out there because they're supposed to have the best pow in the world and apparently they don't go in the trees so um being canadian and and from north america you know the trees is where it's at so lots of lots of powder for me but one of the things I've heard is they do everything to like perfection. They take honor in everything they do. There's such a a pride in everything that they do. So as an adult, are you going over there now and and taking influence from the
1: country? No. Yeah. My, so who taught me how to skate, Tom, he has two kids now who I mentor in the skateboarding community who are really good. So what he did for me, I do that for them. Now they came here super good skaters and I got them both hooked up with DC shoes and one of them on my team skate mafia and um and all that but with Japanese culture yeah you talk about mindfulness like everything they do is like with gentle precision you know that nobody's late everybody's on time everybody's super respectful you know it's a small thing like I mean they don't you know there's no shoes in the house everything's really super clean everything is gentle and like you know it is it's insane it's it's the honor system you know
0: yeah, that's awesome. I remember seeing this video clip of somebody driving in Japan. And I guess when they let him over, they they throw in the four ways as a thank you. And then someone was like, can you imagine if everybody in the US drove this politely, <laughs> how everything would change? Yeah, and yeah, I think that's I think that's wonderful. And I believe there's a I don't know. I don't know if it's Okinawa or where it is. But there's a I think they're called blue zones. Have you ever heard of that where the people have the highest quality of living and they Uh, live to the oldest age so there's a i think they're called blue zones and there's one of them in japan so get us the best healthiest people in the world and so that's that they have one of them over there do you know that
1: yeah yeah absolutely and it's just uh i mean just here's a prime example of like when i used to drink you know and i'd go party i love japan because i i would be like drinking there and it's so crazy you know everybody it's orders food together communal everyone shares and everything and then um i notice, you know when i'm drinking a beer you know i drink like you know drink like a quarter of my glass down you know and i look away and turn back around and my drink is full again every time no matter what (laughs) (laughs) so
0: they're 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 just like
1: that (laughs) they're not letting you like have like an empty glass ever yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just sick. like an example of the little things that people do to make you feel special and appreciated and wanted and, and, and loved, you know, so it's Japan's amazing. You know, that's one of my favorite places in the world and that's my second home. So that's awesome. Yeah. It'd be great
0: if we can adopt some of that uh, around the world, you know? So yeah, one I thing think, I wanted to think...
1: go ahead. No, I think we're starting to get there, you know, and uh, right now, I can't go over there, which is kind of a bummer, but, you know, hopefully when things open back up, you know, they'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that too. The one thing I
0: wanted to talk a little bit about before we um, ended is uh, the mental game. You know, we were talking a little bit about you, hard flipping wallenberg and that's like a famous for switch hard flipping which is yeah. in the wrong way doing an incredibly hard trick it's called the hard flip for a reason which actually you know i was known for because i could land him well but never over stuff like that so the fact that you're doing it switch is ridiculous I, I don't even know how to communicate in words to somebody who doesn't skate how frigging hard that is um but you come back and like you're telling me the story of, of battling that and one of my favorite new series is um I think Thrasher's doing it. The war. Is that what I call it? My war. My war. war. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're not a skater, you should just look at that and what people go through. And that's that, that's that grit that people develop. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what skill you're at. Like you could be doing something incredibly challenging, but there's very few skaters out there that can go out there and land at first try or second try. You look at what they're doing and, and you're like, they make it look so easy. And then you're like, whoa, that guy tried for like weeks to get that trick. It's unbelievable. Or, or what they did to prepare. And I think it was Andrew Reynolds. Yeah, it was Andrew Reynolds who there was a little short on him when he come back and he did an incredible part And in how he would just do the same trick over and over and over again to prepare to do it over something big, you know, and, and how yeah. he would just prepare for managing that. Because when you see it landed perfectly, it looks so easy. Right, but it's yeah, the most, most insane thing to to get to that level and to execute. You know when the time is coming.
1: Yeah, most people, um, you know, look at skateboarding and they think it's just all filmed and done, but it takes multiple tries most of the time. I mean, sometimes I do stuff first try and then that's a blessing. But with Wallenberg there's so many dynamics that go into it. It's it's insane. The first time I went there in 2016. You have to literally build a roll, roll up ramp to it. So you have to go get a U-Haul, go to Thrasher, get a ramp, put it in the U-Haul. Then you have to drive it to the school, open the gate, put the ramp together and then try it. But you have to do this at like 738 in the morning because it gets too windy in San Francisco. Hmm. So you have to do that. And the first time I went there, I wasn't getting enough speed because I didn't grab the extra wood to roll in from the roof. So that didn't go down. then more recently, a few months ago, I went and I flew out there, same thing. And I forgot my board. So I had to go set up a new brand new board. I wasn't used to, it didn't happen. I had the the speed set up, the rolling, all that. And then this last time I made sure all the elements were right. So but every time I had to try that and this last time my foot was hurt. So I was really hesitant of going to try it because it's like jumping off a building. And when my foot's already hurt, I knew I couldn't endure like mini jumps. So I had to make sure it, it took multiple times and then I finally put it down. So it's, uh, the stuff that goes into skateboarding with tricks is like lots of preparation. So before I went there to do this. I meditated every night and visualized myself doing it over and over and over again in my mind. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to do in my mind because I wasn't landing it. Like I was, something was going wrong. And I'm like, wait a minute. I rewind. I'd keep trying it in my mind. And then finally, the night when I was in San Francisco, the night before I went and tried it, I forced myself like, oh, just roll away, you know, and And then, and then it happened like that. So I actually saw it in my mind before I did it. That's,
0: yeah, that's awesome, man. And one of the things from skating and and extreme sports is it takes like reality creation to the immediate moment, right? Because you know, you're going there. And so what can you do to prepare to land that? Because if it doesn't go correctly, or how you want, you can end up getting injured, you know, much worse. And the other element too is understanding all the other people that you're kind of like letting down. You know, you get the photographer, you get the camera guy, you get all that kind of stuff. So there's this bit of pressure, right? To be like, you oh, got to yeah. land this. And you're like, I want to land this. Like, of course I want to land oh, it.
1: So I had, I had eight teammates leave San Diego. Are you there? There we go. Yeah. yeah. No, so I had eight teammates. Eight teammates like drive in a van to meet up there to drive seven hours or whatever. I flew out there, and then you know the, the photographers and filmers and everyone's meeting me up to to do this. It's a lot of pressure, not to mention being right in your mind to like do all this. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive, man. And so what I'm curious about is what are you looking forward to now? I know you're doing uh, a lot with recovery. Um, you know, you got a lot going on. You're, you're starting to get back on the board. I don't know what your your plan is with that. Are you are you planning to kind of skate for fun with a mixture of pushing it a bit? Like what's your desire there to – are you coming back full steam and be like, yeah, you know, like day one song. The nice thing about this is the problem. You picked the wrong style because he's nice and low to the ground. He can 360 flip the manual up and down. There's no, you know, mm-hmm. jumping off buildings for him. It's all nice and tech and little tiny falls where you're,
1: you know, still pushing the massive stuff. So the consequences are a little bit higher. Yeah, well me, that's what what I do. And the thing of it is, is like a lot of people think that, oh, coming back from skating, but the thing of it is, is I've always I've always just been skating and doing my own thing and I and I've always done it for me. So with uh with with what I'm doing with recovery and just where my mind's at now, I can actually have the discipline to plan stuff and put together the support system I need to go execute these things I wanna do. With before it was just like oh I was late or I would like let time go or whatever. But to me this is like this is uh this is like stuff I wanna handle in life. So it's like as far as skateboarding, I'm gonna keep doing the same thing i'm doing and i feel great i feel better than i was when i was 18 i'm better than i was when i was 18 so it's just like um it's uh you know i'm I'm blessed to be able to feel like this but as far as like jumping off of like high stuff and all that that doesn't affect me i have the strength i have the mental power and i have the support and the mind control for it so that's what it's all about and what what i want to say is like these lies that um I was told I can't speak for everybody about like, Hey, when you get to a certain age, you can do this, or you can't do that. And I just believe that's a bunch of lies. And I think, um, it's all within, it's all within you and whatever you can put your mind to, even though how cliche it sounds, it's, it's really the truth. And it's not just about putting your mind to it as in like, Oh, I think I can do this. You actually have to put in the the hard work and mental power and preparation for Whatever that takes, what you want to do. If you want to be this or be that, you know, you have to. You have to study. You have to. You have to put time aside to. Even though oh, some people be like, oh, well, I got a job and I got kids and I got this, and be like, hey, well, you're no good to anybody without yourself. So you you have to spend time with yourself, doing and following your dreams, you know, and what wh- whatever that may be. Like you have to put that time aside. You have to put that discipline. Because nobody's going to do it for you, you know. So, when people are saying like, "Oh, I'm too old and stuff to do that," that's a that's a, a negative affirmation you're giving yourself, you know. So, I've learned to, no matter what I want to do, I don't listen to anything negative that I've ever heard. I create my own experience because I believe that's what we're here for, and I know that everybody feels in their, their, their their soul that they're here for a purpose so i think that you should always work towards and fulfilling that that's
0: amazing man i i agree 100 percent. and i always thought from a young age i'm like you know 40 50 i'm like i'm just gonna get stronger and in better shape because i'm gonna have more time and money to train i think randy couture was 48 years old when he came back won the heavyweight championship of the ufc um i just did a great interview with uh, Cassie, uh, Kathy Ross sharp. And she said, um, watch this Diana night, uh, Nyad Ted talk. And this is a woman. She was 60 years old and swam. I think it's an English channel or something. And it had never been done by a man or a woman. And I can't remember wow. what channel it was. So she was 60 and when she did it, so I just watched her, her Ted talk today. And it was extraordinary. And it's about this perseverance. So it's interesting that like, it's what people believe. Like one of the main ones for me was when we were finishing school all of my friends were going to go to university. Not one was thinking about travel or exploring. And I always thought to myself, 40 hours a week with two days off a week, that's insane. Like who would sign up for that? That's totally insane. I got to be able to create something else. And now it's funny, like as an entrepreneur, you you can relate to this. It's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of on all day, every day, but at least it's something that you want to put out. Like you're happy to be there and maybe it can be very challenging at times with all that effort you got to put in, but... I would prefer that to kind of show up for a paycheck of something I wasn't inspired to do. So that was like just a norm that everybody bought into. And they also buy into this. Oh, you know, I'm 35 now. I can't run. I'm this, I was like, are you crazy? Like, I feel like when I'm going to be 50, I'm going to be in a better athlete than I am now because I'm going to have more time. And so as things flow, you know, I'm hoping like this year, I'm going to get be able to It have to be next year now to get back on my board. But now that I'm smarter I know how to train more. I'm probably going to be a better snowboarder then if I apply myself than when I was in my 20s when I was pissing around, partying, you know what I mean? Not taking it seriously. But just understanding to take care of the body, yeah, and what you believe moving forward. It's like people believe that, but it's not necessarily true. There's a lot of people that have phenomenal physique and shape and um, flexibility and, and physical attributes into their old age. But It's more important your lifestyle of what you're choosing at that time. You know what I mean? Are you creating these things deliberately, right? You're moving into, you know, nutrition and um, Pilates and all these different things that can make you a better skateboarder, but just keep you healthy so you can do all these things. And I feel like it's going to be an amazing example moving forward when like you keep crushing it. Like that's one of the things you were blessed with is that skill. So I think it's going to be amazing for people to watch to be like just shattering the paradigm of like, I'm not even relating to that. I'm tuning into my body and what I can do. And this is what I can do. Cause I know that, you know what I mean? I'm keeping it in shape and, and you can analyze it a little bit more. And so I think it's going to be an amazing uh, thing to watch, man. I'm excited to watch the progression. Um, I also wanted to ask thank like you. what, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I said, thank you. Oh yeah. So I also wanted to ask, you know, what kind of message would you give to the, the people I, you know, I was going to say the skateboard community and the, the young skaters, the young kids, but I would just say people in general, because you're a person that's gone through a lot and I feel like skateboarding teaches so much. I feel like if people could understand, like, the requirement of the tenacity of what it takes to be good at skateboarding and they apply it to anything, they're going to be successful, right? That's one of the things of skating. You're just determined. You just, you literally don't give up. You don't land a kickflip or a hardflip or a 360 flip until you just give up. You just keep trying so many times. And so if we can kind of connect to something that we're inspired to do, you know, and we just don't give up. We're going to be able to push the needle and create that. So I'm just curious, what kind of message after everything you've been through, would you kind of offer to either the
1: skateboard community or people at large? Well, my message would be to, you know, for one, uh, movement is medicine, you know, so this day and age that we live, you know, with, you know, all the technology and everything, and that's all good and everything. But, you know, our bodies were meant for a purpose. We're meant to move our limbs and sweat and exercise and use our whole dynamic of our, our, our physical presence, you know, and, um, just with, I I would say, you know, anything you want to do in life, you know, you know, work at it, you know, don't listen to anyone. If, if some, if something, if something you want to do that you love, you know, research it, you have, you know, there's, there's limitless, you know, stuff you can look up and just, uh, work on it. I would, I would recommend always uh, getting a mentor, get someone that's better at something you want to do, you know, and uh, learn from them. Uh, Believe in yourself, love yourself, you know, work on yourself, definitely meditate, even if people don't recognize or know what that is. And that's a, that's being a human being we're meant to be, you know, and I feel like you can really connect with yourself and, really answer your own questions with that practice and, you know, be kind and loving and don't be um, negative. It's easy to say, um, be positive. Oh, be positive and stuff. And, or, or manifest, but no, it, it really takes real work, you know, and, um, you know, read books and exercise, take care of yourself, you know, pay attention to what you put in your mind and your body and, you know, surround yourself with people who, who want to see you win and stuff. And, um, and, you know, that, that's what I got to say about that. You know, like I can go on and on, you know, but main thing is love yourself, have a support system, find something you want to do that you love. And, you know, you'll never work a day in your life. I completely agree, man. And I love all that. This
0: has been a pleasure, man. I'm so glad we connected. It was, it was kind of cool just to, you know, see this so cool, the article man. reach out and then you reach out and I was like, you yeah, were right on the same page. I'm like, yes, this is, this is so good. So I know it's amazing. Yeah, man. Like it's too bad. I mean, Go like ahead.
1: First time me and you talked, man, like we were just right on the same page, right into it. Like we've been, we like, we've been hanging out for years and we're just right, right. Pick, picking up where we left off, you know? Yeah, man, absolutely. And I, I think it's just, you know, a testament
0: to, you, you know, your heart and your attention, uh, intention. And that's what I, if I'm coaching or podcasting, whatever, I'm just like, you know, put your entire being into something that you enjoy. And and if you're lucky enough to find that thing, you know, like, like your big thing that you kind of talked about is like, it was all about you. And, you know, when you were younger, you're just a kid, right? And and you would get ego from being one of the best skaters and and all this stuff happening. You know, that's kind of what would happen. You wouldn't have the Um, the maturity to kind of handle that at that time, right? But as we get into adulthood, we really need to transition that, right? We need to, you know, when you went through, take that inventory. Who am I? What am I about? What are my values? And now let me take who I am in that essence and direct it somewhere that it's going to help other people. Because, you know, the better you get and the more you grow on any of your businesses – That's going to help other people, whether it's like that little bit of intention from gift and what you're putting out with that clothing company, the better you get at skateboarding, um, the the more your recovery center kind of helps and you bring people there and you transform Mm -hmm. that life. It's all a ripple out and you are growing and you're mastering yourself. And so it is kind of selfish in a way you're you're taking self care and you're expressing. But then Mm -hmm. everybody watching is like, holy crap you know, he's, he's, we haven't seen him and he's doing these insane things. And then that's the message that goes along with it. Right. And it's incredibly inspiring. So um just so Pretty glad sure. to
1: be a connected man. Yeah, me too, man. And uh, you know, anybody watching this and struggling, you know, with um, you know, substance abuse issues or what have you, you know, that can reach out to me directly and, you know, and that's, that's what I feel like my purpose is and stuff one of them. So, you know, I really appreciate you having me and it's, it's, it's awesome. I love your platform and this has been cool. <laughs> Amazing, man. Yeah, me too. And where can people, if they want to find you directly, where's the, where's the best place? You, um, you kind of, your microphone kind of dropped out, but um, yeah, you can just reach me at Brandon at healthy life com. Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, I'm go looking for,
0: I'm looking forward to the time we can skate or snowboard together, man. It's going to be fun. So, thanks so much for coming on the show and your work. It's a uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, man. I'm looking forward to that book, dude. Uh,
1: let's uh, catch up soon.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, all see right, yeah, peace, peace, guys.